Hello, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's podcast. Today, Daniel and I sit down and just talk about our injuries and what we've been dealing with for the last few years. Bit of a lighter topic today, just chatting about how our perspective on injuries have changed and also how our priorities around training and exercise have also shifted. Hopefully, some interesting insights in there for you guys around how to shift your own training and exercise and how to take a different view, perhaps, as well. Be sure to check out our website yourbalance.org as well as glowface.com.au but hope you enjoy today's episode okay so today we are talking about injuries and injury yes yes so i mean i've had this injury i mean i don't even call it an injury but i've had my back pain for six or seven years it's like back and hip pain and you notice how pain like injuries i feel like they move as you progress or okay. maybe regress. And the other injury I've had is this knee has been a bit niggly, which you've helped me out heaps with. Um, and I get caught up with all these different recovery options. Like I'm doing a, a heaps of bodyweight squats and taken back from the, the, the weight training and everything else, um, focusing on mobility, nothing. You know, I'm getting stabbed okay. and prodded and, you know, some things just don't get fixed. Yeah. So what's your kind of perspective on when you came up with this question? What were you thinking? I think it's just a good chance for us to, one, change the topics up. Uh, mm. Two, I think we've had a lot of experience in dealing with injuries and recovery and a few different perspectives on it. Um, and I think just worth a, worth a chat. I mean, I've had a couple of things. I've had a knee problem for a couple of years now um, where I've torn the cartilage in the back of my patella. Uh, yeah. um, and that's been pretty brutal. Um, I've had shoulder issues. I've got this elbow thing that's flared up all of a sudden. Um, I've got, uh, my, so you, it's called TMJ syndrome where the car mm. doesn't sit properly in your jaw. So I wear a splint at night. Um, I've had, I've had my hips been hurting a bit recently. <laughs> it's fu- You're um, only 30 as well. I, I mean, know, it's, it's like, horrible. how long do I want to live? It's just going to get better. <laughs> like, cause it's not getting better. And I just, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's kind of, it's. It's always the catch twenty two. And I think like you and me are so far down the exercise road that it's sort of hard to turn around and like not exercise, but you you know, you are so far down and you've like accumulated these injuries <laughs> because you've sort of gone down the road of exercise. Mm. Um I just think as well, like I've been trying to take a bit of I guess this is probably to answer your question, what's what sparked the conversation. I've tried to take a bit of a different perspective on this recently, and that's probably just because I'm getting older, is that like <laughs> uh there's this whole concept in sports around the best ability is availability and i think that translates so well into your own personal training like if you can show up four days a week for a year then that's so much better than six days a week for four months and then taking two months off right Mm -hmm. and so like figuring out a way to be available and it's just the you know it it is pretty straightforward by like doing your basic shit like doing your warm-ups and your foam rolling and your stretching and like and like the preventative stuff so like it's not like before even if something doesn't hurt you should still be trying to do some sort of preventative exercise so like let's say hip flexors are tight but it's not like hurting you during a workout or day to day or like okay there's still a chance for you to go in do some work on it and get a bit stronger and a bit more flexible and all that sort of stuff. And I guess, yeah, it's probably a shift in the perspective around 
around injury management, more preventative rather than reactive, I guess. Mm. And I think that's that's our whole industry with health. It seems to be treating symptoms. Yes. And it comes around with sport recovery, I guess, too. It's a good point. Like, I think you may touch on an interesting like um, point there because most of my time now with training for at least the last two years, I do not train like I used to with like heavy intensity weights. I barely even lift much weights at all. I think most mm-hmm. of my workouts are about mobility, core strength, um, grip strength, yeah. you know, balance. Like I'm 32 and feel like I'm training what would normally be for something, somebody in their 60s, but I'm just trying to like up the intensity. But it's a fucking mm. hard workout, man. Mm. You with your Olympic like snatch and grab, throw it up, mm. right? So I'm just holding a broomstick above my head, <laughs> man, and just getting deep in those squats. And my God, it reminds me, it's like you cannot do this without some effort, boy. Like the tightness of my hips. Oh, yeah. So it takes, it's after like a week or two, thankfully the good thing with mobility with that is the progress is phenomenal. Yeah. Like you, I've been doing stretching and a lot of mobility movements. Um, so instead of just straight up, down push ups, I'm horrible with names. You're so much better at this than me, but I'll do a push up where I start up with a downward dog and then curve into it and come up with a cobra. Okay. Yeah. And then I lift up using my core and I'll do that like 10 times and things like that. Or just like a hundred body weight squats just to get my function down pat. Yeah. I found that really good. I mean, Aesthetically, it's still pleasing, but growth-wise, like I've been sitting on 82 kilos for seven years kind of thing. Oh, wow. um, and there might be some changes in where the muscle's sitting, and that, but it, aesthetically, it's great. Mm. Um, but still, it's a, it's a tricky game because it doesn't seem to solve the problem. It just helps it from getting worse. Yeah, I think it's that's really true. I think um, like with my knee, the, there's nothing I'm going to do that's going to change the fact that there's a t- tear in my cartilage. Like, it's just, unless someone gets in there with a knife and cuts it open and sews it up, it's not it's not going to fix the problem, right? Like, no mm. matter how many fucking stability exercises I do and, and you know, glute fucking bridges and all that sort of mm. stuff, like, I'm still going to have a tear in the back of my knee. So I've got to work with that. But it is it is sort of working around the injury as well. Uh, and I guess taking, I think one, taking some burden, burden off it. Like a lot of the stuff I do for my knee is more about when I squat, can I take, take to the stress off the kneecap effectively and take the, make, you know, make the other muscles work in inverted commas. Right. But as much as that is what you hear a lot, it is so true that like, to your point, you know, trying to do a snatch with a with a stick over your head versus actually trying to snatch in a decent way. Like the stability that you need just to do the basic movement versus the difficult movement. And the 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 small effort or like the little exercises you gotta do in between to keep that stability, mm. you know, it's no wonder that we get injured when we sort of go heavier because it's such a hard movement or it's such a hard thing to do. And I think it's that kind of preventative mindset where it's like, well, I'll just <clears throat> either take it easy or build really, 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 really slow again to like do it, build over a whole year rather than try and fang it over four months and then fuck it up. It's just, yeah, I think it's just kind of changing that perspective around, well, I'm much better off sticking with a stick for four months and trying to put a barbell and weight over my head. Yeah. To, in terms of, in term, and even like not just, injury prevention but longer term progress like over five years you'll get there and you won't be 
injured and you won't be or you might be but you know you're, you're less likely to be injured you're less likely to be uh you, you know you know to be have done more and be better shape and that sort of stuff so i think it's just that maturing in your perspective as when you work out because like when you were young like you would just you feel like you just go and lift and lift yeah. like when you're like 20 just so you bang it hard and you, you know oh who gives a shit i'll just deadlift and i'll just do everything and now i feel like 10 years later you know we're probably both much different in our perspectives or it's like okay well probably should have done some more body weight stuff and some more you know pilates and some more band work and all the really mm. boring shit that probably would have helped us stay on top of the things to let us actually do the i don't know well maybe not for you but for me the more fun stuff like olympic weightlifting and that sort of thing <laughs> yeah i wonder you know i don't actually reckon i don't reckon there was anything we could have done i think it's inevitability after time you just wear out things are out of balance yeah i think you even saying like when you were talking about using other muscles to strengthen around your tear um, but in, what happens with that is that you end up compensating in a different way and you become unbalanced. Like for me that I've never had a Trump, like an instant injury. Nothing's like torn that's last or mine yeah. have been around what I've torn hamstrings compensated unknowingly being a sprinter. And then the other hamstrings like well bigger, the whole, my whole right lower back is noticeably thicker okay. than my left lower back which is kind of good now like kind of like oh sweet if i just like strengthen the shit out of my left side there's a hope i don't have to like have this discomfort every day mm -hmm. all day. Mm -hmm. um and i think too if anything trying to make it i've been trying to make it a, for years i've been trying to make it a good thing like i would have never started yoga if i didn't get hurt or start feeling all this pain i would never have gotten so into health food and lost the weight and yeah became more orientated around health as opposed to aesthetic appearance and how then that is a byproduct of good health. Um, so I think if it wasn't for the injuries, I don't think our ego would have been put in place properly. Uh, I don't think I would have been humbled enough, not for a long time, maybe. Maybe it would have, mm -hmm. I shouldn't say it too holistically, but it's good to have been humbled because like, I would love to go play football again. I loved soccer so much. Um, but like you said, it's that availability that counts. If I played soccer, I would, there's a good chance if I don't get injured, I will be so sore after that game that my other training will be ruined and then yeah, it yeah. ruins our balance in life. So what do you think about, cause I talked to my friends about it going, okay, yeah, we're sore, but like, why are we, what are we trying to avoid with this soreness? Like I may as well go and play soccer, get hurt more because at least I'm doing the thing I like. Mm -hmm. And then as long as I can keep walking and moving normally, is that a worth payoff? So the same question for you. I mean, you're in a different degrees of suffering with your injuries, but you're really adamantly wanting to do this Olympic lifting and you're pushing through the CrossFit, which is very admirable, but is that kind of irresponsible for the long term? Yeah, I wonder that sometimes, like when, what day am I gonna wake up, my knee just gonna be a fucking balloon and like, I've just done the wrong thing and gone too much of it. Um, I think there's two two things. One, I am inherently limited by it. Like there's just things I won't like, you know, won't be able to do on a regular basis. So it's it's almost like a limiter on on the much on the amount I can push myself or how you know how much strain I can put in my body because that's mm. that's the weakest link and it's admittedly a pretty weak link in that sense. Um, but yeah, there is there are days when I wake up after a like for example i had a competition a few weeks ago that i was like mm. the first comp i was a part of 
and they had a workout where they did some like um, a whole bunch of front squats, thrusters, and uh, squat cleans, in which all those three movements, like anything below parallel, just pisses my knee off instantly. Um, and also all three of those movements to get a, a good rep, you got to get to parallel or just below parallel on your squat. And yeah. so, and those heaps of volume, we did like 60, effectively 60 front squats. It's pretty lightweight. Uh, and then you have to move into a heavy, uh, a heavy complex effectively, which was a, again, a front squat, a squat clean and a, and a, and a thruster. Um, but the, the point of it was, is like, I was, I, I got really deep in the front squats when I did, tried to do this heavy complex uh and like my knee feels okay whilst doing it because there's lots of blood in the joint but afterwards like instantly straight up the workout it's like fuck you like it was, it was like what did you do but to your to the point like i was more okay with that because i just i was enjoying the moment mm. and the event it was like all right i know what i'm doing i know this isn't ideal for my body but this is kind of like a one-time thing mm. i'm not going to come into the gym on you know the next day and do some more fucking heavy front squats like i'm just not going to do that so if it's so i think it's that that balance okay when when am i being smart about the long term the longevity of, of me okay at 40 50 60 i still want to mm. have like reasonable functionality in my knee you need to move you know, yeah you have to yeah, move exactly yeah. um you have to but 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 still then finding the moments where it's like okay well you know, this is important to me at this moment and I'm okay to sacrifice a bit of the future for, for that fun, I guess. I guess it's like, it's even like, I always think about, um, you know, think about that, that idea around, I guess, balancing the current, like the present for the future. You, you always think about elite sports people, right? And I think about the NFL and they always whinge about concussions and they do this a bit in, in rugby league and stuff, right? Like, you know, they get out there and they get concussed and the game isn't safe and it's a head injury. And it's like fuck, but you, like you got to realize what you're doing is like such a privilege. Like mm. yes, there's a risk to it, but you get to walk out on a field on a Saturday, Friday night, mm. play in front of eighty thousand people, and get try to get paid millions of dollars to do it. Mm. Like yeah, is there a risk? Fuck, okay, there is. But do you have the chance to do something that is incredible? Like yeah, all right, we'll go and sacrifice some long-term pain and get your short-term glory for it. Like let's not lose perspective on what the opportunity that you have mm. uh yeah okay make it a bit safer but at the end of the day you're gonna get hit in the head you're gonna get hit in the head that's a risk you need to take to be able to be who you want to be and i guess it's certainly not a comparable but it's i guess you can sort of place them near each other is that finding those things in your life that okay like i'm willing to hurt for this a little bit because it means something to me short term and i mean just being okay with that the fact that okay maybe it's going to piss it off longer term but i was happy that i did that comp and i really enjoyed it and it was it was a good outcome that's so good i like how you've broken that down like that's a real conscious way to do it i think that's probably the, in my head i feel like that's the the best place to start is going i know why i'm doing this i understand the risk involved and i'm happy to deal with it because i understand not just push through push through push through yeah, deal with it kind of stuff yeah yeah you, you, i think that's it too because you don't want to limit the joy in life because of an injury yeah like i think as well as being as i was hearing that i guess i thought to myself oh you want to be like ag agile in your exercise like if the knee does end up playing up well now you're a swimmer you know like we know that exercise is part and parcel for our like we enjoy it but we enjoy it because we feel fucking good like, yeah yeah uh, we enjoy the comp competition between ourselves we enjoy the overcoming um 
I enjoy the, the meditation during it. <laughs> like there's so many good things just about mm -hmm. it. And so like being like, I was so caught up in the identity of uh, like, a, like someone's lifting weights, really strong, um, particularly body weight movements. Uh, I caught up with this idea that I'm a fit guy. That is my like ego. So letting go of it is tricky. Like I like I want to be fucking rock and roll, like mm. whatever else. And like that, and when I was younger, there's so much like go go go, and like who gives a fuck attitude. Um, I think um, but, it, interesting like that point around. It's almost a body image conversation for for guys, where I think a lot of when we were growing up, often the body image conversation was about girls and sort of them, you know, being shown. Oh. you know uh, uh what's the word like unrealistic um images of women right and i think like the conversation never occurred to us as guys it was like actually you get shown similarly unrealistic images of guys like you know we we found the ronnie coleman dvd movies and things yeah arnie like, arnie stuff the whole like, way yeah like all the all like, the wrestling yeah, all the watch WWE. Yeah, yeah, you know, like the, was, the yeah. and all this. Uh, I remember going. He's my height, and yeah, he wants a yeah. hundred kilos. I go, bang! That's exactly <laughs> where I'm going to be when yeah. I'm like, <laughs> No, it's like no fucking way. No like, fucking way. And like, and the yeah, the 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 long term. I'm going to say health issues, but yeah, injuries or health issues or people like you know. I think back then people probably took steroids to be able to look like that, or um, who who did things to their bodies that will not pay off in the long run because of the body means issues uh, as a guy and i think that was a huge thing for, mm. for for and it still is it's just such a big thing for mm. for young guys it's not as well i think that's the difference is um at least women have always had a really good ability maybe i wouldn't even say women i think marginalized groups have a great ability to stand up um and say that you know this isn't right and it's tricky for a male Oh, to yeah, do the same thing, say, yeah, because like, oh, like, um, yeah. you know, stiff upper lip and carry on attitude from the motherland yeah. kind of proliferates yeah, yeah, yeah. into our culture, and so it's it is a very and nobody would talk about it either. Like um, people my age, if I'm, oh, I'm going to the gym just you know because I'm like, yeah, you going yeah. to the gym because you want to look good, man. Like come on, like it's cool, it's, like, it's, it's, it's fine. Like, yeah, I, I, I want to feel good about good. myself. Like that's that's why I don't eat much food. Like not because I don't like it, it's because I believe in a process and gotta have something to stick to. Yeah. Have you thought about, because um, I'm going to go in hormone replacement therapy as soon yeah. as I can. Um, I was thinking about doing a cycle before it, but I'm not sure I want to go to the doctor because um, I was worried about it messing with my hormones. But I was also thinking about stem cell replacement therapies on different pains, um, which is something you probably have to fly to Mexico for, unfortunately. Yeah. But still an affordable outcome and very useful. Is that something you've considered? I mean, I know you've tried some alternative methods to heal. Um, have you yeah. thought about anything more, I guess, taboo? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think I'm getting more and more open to it, definitely. Um, I had a, um, a substance called monovisc injected in my knee uh, in March of this year, which is effectively like a lubricant. It's like an acid that sort of lubricates the joint. Didn't do as much as I thought it might. Um, it felt amazing for a week and then kind of went away. Um, but, but so I tried that. The, the limiting factor there is it's quite expensive, so I'm like I can't get that every few weeks. How, how much was it? Uh, well, it was I think it was four hundred bucks uh, for the no injection. No subsidy. Uh, no, but then then Bupo covered like eighty percent of it, so like only out of pocket hundred bucks. But then that was sort of all my healthcare cap for that thing every year, right? So then yeah. if I wanted to do the next one, it's 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 all mine. Um, 
I thought about, there's not, I mean, this course is the, the plasma rich platelets. I've thought about that. That was another option and, and I might try that next year. Um, the other thing I did try recently was BPC-157 as tablets. Um, that was, that, it's hard to tell sometimes what, like what exactly is helping when you're doing a lot for a joint, when you're sort of taking, like I'm taking two or three things like glucosamine and yeah. um, turmeric tablets and, and then taking BPC-157 and icing it and I'm doing rehab in the gym. So it's like, okay, what exactly is the thing that making you feel better? Admittedly, I do think BPC-157, which is a, a peptide, did help it. Um, and you can do that as an injection. And I think I would try that definitely one day. Admittedly, I am terrified the idea of injecting myself with things. <laughs> a bit of a bitch. That's um, fair enough, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, the only, I would do it all. I do stem cells. I would do, uh, you know, I'm getting more and more open to it. Cause I think it is becoming right. more and more common, right? Like, yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. probably with you when I'm 50 or 55, I'd love to, Fuck 55. <laughs> Fuck 55. 35. I'm doing it next year if I can. No, but if, you, if I think about it conceptually, right? yeah. already, both of ours have already started dropping. Um, yeah. Like, we were relating to ourselves how we were in our 20s. I'm like, I don't see the problem. If that is our objective to get to somebody in our early 20s, like when we're 40, I'm like, my, my hormones have already been in decline for 10 years. I may as well just stick to it. Like, mm-hmm. um, it just seems to be like a fountain of youth kind of thing yeah it seems to be amazing stuff but uh, i want to wait just a little longer i guess i don't know why but I'm just, i've got my bloods i'm going to actually look at today with the doctor um and that'll give me a baseline for the testosterone so i wouldn't mind comparing it to any bloods that you have um because i've got some bloods from a couple of years ago that i'm going to see the baseline of testosterone. Uh, okay where you were yeah actually, and, i actually did that i did that a few years ago and um trying to get my testosterone tested and uh it varies so much of the day. Like I did a blood test in the afternoon and I was like way, way, way out of normal range. And then a blood test in the morning and it was like back in the normal range. So do you, do you, it's because it's the cholesterol in your body. And if you yeah. eat any food, that's why they don't get you to, they, you know, that's why, right? Like they, you, fasting? you have to fast before a blood test because otherwise the cholesterol gets used for insulin to move around the glucose as opposed to holding onto the testosterone that's in your blood. Okay. So when you, so MMA fighters will do blood tests, just take a little bit of food beforehand and your testosterone will constantly be low. Oh. So you can fuck around with your testosterone however you please. Yeah, wow. Um, so it's it's not about it's about availability uh, as much as it is about it being released because you only got so much cholesterol. So like for yeah. me, I'm actually I'm I'm gonna I'm doing like trying to do I have a lot of digestion issues, but I'm trying to knock out like uh, as part of this is like twelve plus eggs a day, if not more, right? Uh, because of the high cholesterol, because okay. uh, I'm feeling a little run down, and because it's super easy to absorb. Um, I read an article from this bodybuilder in the 60s or 70s. I was eating 36 of them a day, and he said he related it to a small anabolic like cycle. Oh, wow. Okay. So I was like, hmm. And I, and I read the pa- a paper on the back of it, and it seemed to be pretty cool. I mean, there's only one paper, but still it was really interesting. So I'm just going to take it anecdotally. But I'm really I'm – a, I'm a big believer in chemicals, man. Like, we, like I'm a big believer. Like, I'm going to – we should do a trip to Mexico together, get some stem cells <laughs> um, and get that going. Be... one vial and just all shoot it in at once and see what Yeah, happens. we could share the needle and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's where you'd go. So I'd be keen to do that maybe in the future. We can go for a little healing trip over to Mexico. Spend yeah. a week in a spa thing. And just then try get, everything, yeah. Get injected with the goods. Like, nothing's nothing sus, all on, I... all on board. I think it's all becoming so much more safer, right? As well, so like, safe because yeah. it's so much more prevalent. Um, if it's stopping it is the ethics 
the the stem cells is what you're yeah. talking about yeah the stem cells and just um peptides and yeah know. and it should Even be man what are we doing like i reckon athletes should be pumping through this i want to see the best man the best <laughs> it's it's ethical conversation Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> look i'm sorry to cut this short but i have yeah, an appointment right. with a psychiatrist and it is impossible to get these guys and they are psychopaths <laughs> when it comes to timing so let we'll... me join this cool all right buddy good to chat thanks man as always yeah I thanks will... for doing this no worries speak to you soon I'll speak to you soon brother Bye. Bye.